Blog Talk Radio. From Chicago, it's the show where everyone comes to chat. It's the 411 Lounge on Blog Talk Radio. And now, here's your host, LeVar Evans. holidays you are tuned into the 411 lounge i'm lavar evans so glad to be with you we're at that weird part of the year where we are after christmas the main part of the holiday season and headed toward the new year and this uh i couldn't think of a better way to wrap up the year than by having back old friends of the show uh it's been 10 years for us uh, since we started doing the 411 Lounge. And uh, back in 2014, um, at that time, uh, my guest tonight, Maserati Monica, was, uh, uh, we were so happy to have her. Uh, and as I was just telling her, you know, it, it seemed like it was yesterday. I didn't think it had been so long. Don't know why it's been so long. <laughs> I know for a while we weren't doing shows, but we're back, and I am so happy, if, if anything, to uh, wrap up this 2020 at least by having a nice, light-hearted show tonight with somebody who I'm glad that's here. Maserati Monica, welcome back to the 411 Lounge. Thank you for having me. You know, I was uh, I've been saying uh, over the last few weeks, you know, it's it's been a long strange 2020 <laughs> i'm pretty sure it has been for you as well um i didn't look well i looked tonight and correct me if i'm wrong that next year will be uh 10 years in the industry for you am i right on that yes it is wow <laughs> 10 years it's gone by super fast unlike <laughs> this year this year has gone by it seems like forever <laughs> I think it feels like a decade is how this year has gone. But like I said, it's been yes. six years since you last joined us. For those uh, who have not followed, and shame on you if you haven't, because throughout the night I'm going to be telling you where you can follow uh, Mozzie here. But tell the folks here what's pretty much occurred for you since that show, because you were three years in to your career, pretty much two and a half, almost three years into the show, mm-hmm. into your career. And now here you are coming up on year 10. Like you said, has it gone so fast for you in terms of everything or uh, pretty much how have things gone? Is it everything you thought it would be? It's gone by super fast. Um, There are things I have accomplished that I didn't think I would accomplish. Um, There are things that I have yet to even start the process of getting to just because I haven't had the full time to do it, work on it. But you know, there's New Year yeah, coming, been, so <laughs> I'll work yeah, I was going to say, you've been busy, and we're going to talk about that a little bit tonight because uh, I'm glad that you're here because I think right now in terms of the landscape of everyone's career, 2020 has kind of made it go into having to branch out into different things, not like you were probably not going to branch out into it, but it kind of like 
pushes you to do it a little bit more in newer ways than what you were used to. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, one of the things that somebody was telling me about the show, because I remembered at that time, and it's so funny now thinking back in six years, that was the show in which you came on. I asked you at that time, was there anyone that you had not worked with that you wanted to work with? And at that time, you said Shane Diesel. And I remember after the show, mm-hmm. I tweeted Shane. And that did happen, didn't it? It did. Yeah, I shot with him. It was a hot scene. Um, I only got a shot with him one time, but I'm not, I'm on the East Coast. He's on the West Coast. And I kind of stopped working with studios and just went more independent. So yeah. there's only one scene of us out there, but it's a hot scene. And, you know, if you enjoy it, awesome. We'll talk about it and uh, <laughs> because I saw something again on it this evening. But you talk yeah. about that with studios. A lot of people now, especially you know in recent years, I, it seems that a lot more people are claiming their own and doing things more independently of studios. Is there? And uh-huh. I, I guess to you know the studio system. I know there's a lot of. Uh, ownership and things that kind of happen in regards to that, but do you think that that's going to now be kind of like the trend where you see a lot more, well, I guess, uh, you know, stars, once they kind of really get established, you know, like you did in the industry, start to kind of like work a little bit independently of the studios and do your own thing and put out your own uh, scenes? Oh, I it's definitely is already in motion with uh, OnlyFans and everything. People are using OnlyFans as a personal website, you know, for their content. It's a site for their content to be housed. That's a website that is independent um, ownership and control and, you know, of your content. So as an industry as a whole, it's already moved to that. You're not having to rely on big studios and do that. You actually make more money not working with the studio than you would with the studio. So for most, I was going to say with only because I know you're also on a few other sites that we're going to talk about throughout the uh, the evening. Do you think though? Mm -hmm. I've seen it lately, and I and I've read different things on Reddit about you know because it seems like now. OnlyFans used to kind of be where you would have more established people such as yourself that were going to OnlyFans and we could see more original content that we were, you know, willing to do. And then all of a sudden it seemed that celebrities were like, hey, you know what? I think I'll go on there too. But it's kind of, and I guess I'm going to get to the elephant in the room, like the Bella Thorns that went to OnlyFans and Mm -hmm. caused a huge... Uh, disturbance because people felt that they weren't getting what they paid for. And now yeah. it seems every celebrity, you know, uh, is now going to OnlyFans and teasing, you know, people with certain scenes or like way overcharging. And it's kind of like turning some people off. Do you worry with all of these other people who are just doing it, quote, as a hobby or as a fly by night type of thing? Is it ruining it for everybody else that's on there? Um, not in my personal opinion, it's not, because you got to look at it as a business standpoint. OnlyFans has always been dictated towards uh, the normal masses of social media. It was a platform for, like, 
personal trainers, um, people, it was marketed towards homemakers, like, hey, come watch me bake, or, you know, kind of, you create your own network is what it is, your own television network, fan site, rolling, social media site in one, that's what it was designed for, and now that, uh, yes, uh, sex workers did use that platform for their gain, our gain, and everything like that. Good for us. We saw a market for it for our, you know, benefit as well. But it's always been marketed towards the general masses. And then with it being uh, getting celebrity notoriety, that tells you what their business plan is. Now, can their platform itself be better? Yes, there's a lot of glitches. There's a lot of tech issues. Can their support, uh, you know, tech support or whatever it may be, uh, customer service, be better? Hell, yeah. (laughs) There's a lot of room for improvement. But is their business motto, yeah, that's what it was set out to be. They reached their goals. They achieved it. But there's also other platforms out there besides OnlyFans that uh, us models can use, like for just for fans. That one actually has more uh, features and gadgets, I like to call it, and integrated into the system. And their tech support is amazing. And it is designed for sex workers. So you're not going to have to worry about, you know, the only you know the company not paying attention to you because you are doing this kind of work or have that kind of content on their platform so there's other outlets out there um now how OnlyFans started yeah it kind of like everything else starts on the back of like Pornhub starts on the back of the sex workers you know backs literally and then they take the money and then throw pennies back at you but everyone's fine with Pornhub up until a degree, and then all of a sudden they have an issue. But then they're going to be right back on the bandwagon. So you just got to be wise and make your own business decision and watch the trends and follow the terms of service. So is there and one... don't get mad if it's someone is being successful. That to me is hate. <laughs> right. Now, I was going to say, you kind of mentioned the Just for Fans, and I was going to say, is there one in which you have a preference of using and uh, putting more of your work back on? It kind of seems to be, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like probably Just for Fans would probably seem more um, easier for your fans to get everything without the cumbersome way of the other websites. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I love Just for Fans. For me, it has worked out perfectly fine there's been a couple hiccups but you know it's a new site you're learning and you're building with it so you know I just I'm literally only had it for a couple of months up and live so but have a lot of content on there more content coming and it's just like only fans but way better because it has store platforms um, clip stores people can order uh, their own uh, custom videos, like there's a lot of different options for that site for the fan to have control over and have act easier access to me right. or other models, you know. <laughs> <laughs> now, the, of course, this year, um, 2020 mm-hmm. definitely has been taken over uh, news-wise. 
by yes. COVID, uh, everything that has been going on with that. And I know that it has affected uh, your industry as well. And if for someone out there who uh, doesn't know, uh, how has filming scenes and material gone for you? Uh, has it become more of like a rigorous process of just getting everybody tested and adhering to like, you know, rules and laws? And has it stopped and started uh, with each outbreak that's kind of like gone on? Because I know right now, you know, like I said, on the West Coast of California, it's a little bit different than what it would be probably on the East. But mm-hmm. how has it been for you this year with uh, getting material shot? Uh, basically non-existent because I am on the East Coast uh, and in an area where not a lot, like people will travel here or used to travel here. So I'd be able to shoot with other models from out of town relatively easy. But this year with less travel um, from people and everything like that, it's been super hard. And then plus, if you're like hanging out with a whole bunch of people, I still don't want to shoot because I have to watch for my safety and safety of others. Mm-hmm. So there's only been like a handful of people I've shot with, like three, two or three. <laughs> um, oh. And that's like you go get your COVID tested um, and you get your STD test as normal. But, you know, you have the additional COVID test. You're quarantined. You don't go out anywhere. Um, I shot with Elisa May. We rented a cabin in Vermont to make sure we were away from everyone, <laughs> like no one. And we wow. shot content. Yeah. <laughs> So it's just, you know, you got to be a little creative. You have to just make sure that everyone is doing their part, uh, you know, for society and whatnot. So I would take it in a time like this, once once you are able to shoot, you're going to try it again and probably as much content that you can. Oh, so yeah. That, yeah, you know, I got to be... I, yeah, got to get creative um, here on out. Have to come up with different plans and stuff like that. Because it gets boring when you're having to, you know, jack off all the time. Or, right. I mean, you know, it's just like, you know, sometimes you got to you get sick of it. Or you're just not in the right mindset, especially this year. And that has to be understandable towards, uh, you know, fans need to understand that, you know. We're humans, too. Sometimes we have things going on on the back end that we're not showing on the front end. You know, we have family members sick or this or that, you know, and we're still trying to hold it together, but still try and be a business and still have a product and still be nice. <laughs> Sometimes it can right. be overwhelming. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. you mentioned that, and I'm kind of glad you did because, you know, I think a lot of times a lot of people don't have – I think they always think that, Hey, you know you're, you know a film star, and she should be able to get access to like any man that should come down sick or this could happen. This guy, no, I mean you. I mean, you know the only difference here is that you're filming, you know, and you're on camera, but you still have the mm-hmm. same issues as the people that are watching. Uh, do you exactly. find that has gotten easier with time to kind of? Because uh, I know in the beginning probably you were probably thinking, well, why don't people understand this? But has it become a little bit more easier to, I guess, uh, understand that a lot of people still aren't going to understand, you know, that you still have things outside and be <laughs> from behind the camera that you have to deal with as well? Most people understand. Um, and I try to be, you know, as front, hey, just sorry I'm not in the right mindset today. 
there's not going to be <laughs> this happening. You know, I try and let people know without getting too personal into anything. But there's just days that you just need to step away from work and it's okay, you know, and just decompress and then get back into it. Some days you'll shoot a whole bunch and there's days that you just don't. So, so what's the best way <laughs> of decompressing for you? What do you like to do in your uh, decompressing time? <laughs> bubble baths. <laughs> I love <Really>? bubble baths. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So that's what I do. I call it my blunt and bath time. So my B&B time. <laughs> you know, one thing I also noticed, I, did, I think I forgot or either I just forgot or just blanked out, but you're quite the cook and baker, I see. Yes, I'm actually baking right now. I'm making snickerdoodles right now. Really? <laughs> I am, yes. Edible ones, and then I'm making regular batched ones, too. Yeah, I've got to start doing shows like via Zoom or something so we can see the sticker doodles and see the the cooking method going on here. So, yeah. Uh, So, have you found yourself during this time doing a lot of baking and cooking? Um, I have found me baking a lot more. I've always been a baker, but I just haven't had time. This year, uh, especially during the fall time, I really got into baking, and it's just kind of morphed into more and more and more baking and baking for friends. So it's kind of turning into a little business, (laughs) which I'm loving. So my kitchen now is just, like, full of all kind of baked goods and all of that. Now, are you one of those people that also tries to get the new and latest, like, kitchen gadgets so that you can do things a little bit more easier in the kitchen? Uh, To a point, yes, but I'm also old school. Like, you need to have your stand mixer. You need to have, you know, I I go for more industrial grade. uh, So, like, the bowls are all the um, silver bowls, the, you know, metal ones. (laughs) So it's easy cleanup, this, that, and the third, and I don't have to keep buying them over and over. So. Now, I was going to say, now, you're not yeah. one of those people that uh, constantly has the TV on, like, Food Network or Food Channel, do you? No. I listen to podcasts or I don't have anything on or music or very rarely is there a TV on that I'm paying attention to. Really? So, yeah. I don't watch that many shows. Interesting. Uh, you know, I would, and I would think too, especially I know they said during this time, everyone's pretty much like gone to probably watching more TV or playing more video games, but you don't really do that much. Huh. No, nope. I, I do more meditation, more quiet. Sometimes I'll even just put the noise counseling headsets on with no music on, no nothing, just kind of isolate myself that way. Sometimes I'll isolate myself into a room and just, like, kind of decompress. It's just a lot of decompression and, like, going inner self, you know? Right. And feeling your inner vibes, meditation, thought, uh, or lack of thoughts, (laughs) you know? You know, actually, that's not the first time in the last few weeks I've heard that. And I think with a lot of people and how tense time has become and how stressful it's become, that probably is the best way to release a lot of stress. 
It is. It's, it's a, it takes a while to get used to and learn how to do it. But I've done meditation since I was, oh, my goodness, young. So, you know, just but to completely release and escape, it, you know, it can be – it's a challenge sometimes. <laughs> but you have to do it, though. Yeah. It's self-care. Okay. It's self-love is what I say. <laughs> that's that's how it starts. It has to start with self before you can love anyone or anything else. So no, I agree. Exactly. <laughs> so after all of this, because right now, with uh, I think all of us are hoping that this subsides in relation to COVID. Uh, do you plan on probably sticking to making more uh, digital content through uh, your sites, or will you? at least entertain the thought of going back and filming with studios more? And I always work with studios. Uh, you know, everything has to follow the guidelines uh, and, you know, respect models and stuff. You know, I would follow, I would do it. And I definitely going to like stay working for myself and creating my own content. That's a passion of mine. I enjoy it. There's a lot of things that I want to expand upon and do I just you know you gotta find the right outlets and the right way of doing it and it takes time it's a it's a it's a lifetime career for me not everything is going to be touched upon in the first I guess decade now <laughs> I have another one coming up so there's hey, a lot more way, to come <laughs> I was gonna say more coming congrats I know a film that you were in this past year uh from uh, com was nominated for Best Curve Appeal Movie or Anthology for the AVN. So how was how it yeah. doing that film? Um, that was really cool. Um, it was uh, Adam Tarantino. He, we were out in Vegas, um, one AVN actually, <laughs> and we shot that. Man Fury uh, shot it, and me and Adam was, you know, starring in it. And then um, this year also, uh, Shape of Beauty won uh, Best Series, and I was part of that. And then there's a couple other projects in the past that uh, helped Coderact that was nominated. Didn't want to take home an AVN, but it was up for a nomination. So it's uh, being able to have some Coderact co-ownership of up for an AVN, and it's an independent film, not from a big studio. It's us. It was amazing. More to come, as I always said, because there's <laughs> so much out there to be done. But yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, one of the things is like, <laughs> it's, like it's, it's gone yeah, by I was so say, it's fast. It's been a long time when you start to even see things such as like social media sites. Now I'm pretty sure after a while it will probably be best just for fans or best only fan sites that you'll probably start seeing. It, it, it's, mm-hmm. it's become oh, a lot. Oh, definitely will be. Mhm. Yeah, very much digital and independent. So you don't. Uh, that's the thing. You don't have to have studios these days. There's no need for it. Why? <laughs> you know, you just got to be creative. You got to have passion, and you got to have a drive for it. It's not going to work itself. It's not going to create itself. And you just got to create it and treat it as a business, and then it will be there. <laughs> Now, one of the major questions, speaking of social media, because I'm glad that you're here, because uh, I know 
over the last, or the next few weeks, uh, we will have a few of uh, your fellow uh, adult industry workers here as well. Uh, one of the things that I've seen, especially with social media, has been it seems to have been an issue with Instagram. Uh, not just for adult stars, but for models or for anyone else that has had, you know, a large number of followers and then all of a sudden, you know, they may post a picture that in hindsight is harmless compared for Instagram. And Instagram comes back and then shadow bans you and then it eventually leads to you losing your page. And mm-hmm. I have for people, uh, one model really get depressed about it because that was her method of making money because that was how her fans were able to get in touch with her. And they seem to have an issue with particular, you know, either adult stars on there or with models. Have you run into issues with Instagram like that? And and I was going to (laughs) say, at this point, if you lost a page or two, is it one of those things where you'll continue to just start a new one or is there a limit and you'll be like, you know what, I'm not going to battle it anymore. I'm just not going to have an Instagram page and I'll just go through everywhere else. Oh my goodness. I wish, I wish I could say F Instagram. I'm never getting on it again, but unfortunately I need to have an Instagram to stay in contact and have my fans be able to stay in contact with me. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, right. it's social media. This is the w- way the world is right now. And that, and Instagram does create a lot of revenue for me and for my industry. Um, so I can't say no. I, I am on my like 11th tw- and 12th because I have a backup um, Instagram as well account and right now I'm in a big shadow ban um, every time I get to almost a million followers or a half a million followers um, they deactivate my account they delete me I have to start from scratch again right now I am bouncing around like uh, one day it will be 200,000 and then I'll lose like 20,000 followers they're doing this weird like shadow ban like some of my followers can see me, some can't. It's really confusing. You never know what the algorithm is going to be that day, what they're going to hate on, what they're going to allow. So I've just kind of kept my Instagram posts very PG, PG-13 max. Uh, I don't talk about my work per se. I hint at things or, you know, I just try and be very personable. But uh, yes, nowadays you can't get away with Insta- without Instagram. But uh, have they ever explained to you, or has anyone from there ever explained to you their rationale as to why they probably shadow banned you, or have they? You know, I guess at this point, I have gotten hit for hate speech somehow with me being with one of my girlfriends, um, and I've gotten. Um, which is totally ridiculous because it was a 4th of July outfit and um, we were sitting in the back of the truck. Like, I'm like, how is this a hate speech? But okay. Um, And then they said like uh, just sexual content or things like that. So. 
because there seems to be some type of double standard here because I, I follow quite a few people. Stuff. Yeah, and, and there was a person, I'm not going, well, one person, I'm not going to name names, the other person everybody knows, but, you know, one person on there who is a, I guess their title was a YouTube influencer, pretty much posted a picture mm-hmm. of themselves naked. Did a pretty poor yeah. job of probably pixelating everything. You could see everything, but that person mm-hmm. never got into any trouble with Instagram, still was able to keep their page and their millions of followers. And meanwhile, someone yeah. who was covered and probably wearing a bow, and everything was, you know, uh, covered, all of a sudden loses their page. And then mm-hmm. you see people like a Kim Kardashian or a Kylie Jenner who may post something that is questionable, and it's oh, okay. Yeah. It's because they're making money off of it. It's all a money yeah. grab. You know, that's why they're able to do it, because look at how much sponsorships and how much money and revenue they create. At the end of the day, it's a business. I get it. I understand it. But they need to be clear of like, what is allowed, what isn't allowed. They can't have double standards. They can't. They have to hold everyone to the same, especially if they are censoring people, legitimately censoring people and telling the, you know, what you can and can't see, how you can and cannot see it. It's all control. Well, <laughs> I was going to say, is there any possible way to have a tranquil existence on there at all, or do you see somewhere down the line somebody just starting another type of social media page that is kind of like Instagram and is a little bit more uh, free with what you can do? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people that's already created like sub um, social media accounts like that. Um, or sites like that. Um, they've worked for a little bit, and then, you know, people fall off the bandwagon. This isn't something that's just, like, overnight. This is years and years of progression of, like, them doing this, and especially when Instagram got bought out from Facebook. You know? So, and I understand, like, no nudity. I'm totally in agreement. No nudity on social media as in like that's easy access, very visual space, you know, so that underage kids don't have easy access to that and consent, you know, I think that's very much goes in the basis of consent of like what you want to see. So I agree in like part of like age verification part, I think that should be implemented in a way. Maybe censor it that way, but not like censor it to us that we can and cannot post that. No. I was going to say, you're starting to see, uh, I think it was that Pornhub did something, I think, what, about a week or so ago with uh, different things that they do and what could be posted or things that couldn't be posted. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there's sites that are and that's all through it. Visa and MasterCard telling them yeah. what is acceptable. Right. And it comes down to moral base, you know, business, which I get, right. I understand. But also at the same time, you can't be saying this is okay, but this isn't. And, but yet you're contradicting yourself or you're making money right. on the back end somehow. That's wrong. Speaking of uh, 
additional sites. Uh, tell the fans out there what they will find when they go to a few of your pages, like the Just for Fans or uh, Mini Vid, Night Flirt, or uh, even with the OnlyFans. Uh, when they go there, what will they find? Will they find more exclusive things that they're not able to find uh, than, say, on your main website, or uh, what's on those sites? Um, on my Just for Fans site, it's my fan base site, so the BTS, the more real, the more in the moment type content. Um, on my main site, it's the more polished, put together. You don't really see too much BTS or me acting goofy or silly or not sexy at all. <laughs> um, you know, so on my fan site, you'll get uh, access to to like stores, uh, you can buy video clips, things like that, um, daily content. Um, it is peer based, meaning like a kind of Patreon style peer based. So, like, you got the bronze, you got the silver, and then the gold. Um, and each one gets, you know, a little more content each week, you know, than the other step below. But um, on Night Flirt, you know, that's uh, give me a call, let's Skype. <laughs> I'll help drain your uh, balls and your wallet. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, is yeah. there anything up here for fans to be on the lookout for in uh, early 2021 for you? Um, I have a, I have things uh, in in brainstorming mode right now things are coming i know this year has been kind of crazy slow and boring (laughs) on my end but i have things in the work and i will make up for what this year has lacked in the new year you know we talk about uh, you uh, coming into the first 10 years here next year at this Mm -hmm. stage there's still something that you haven't done that you'd like to Oh, there's a lot of things I have yet to do that I would love to do. <laughs> Lots. <laughs> I mean, there is there is so much to sexuality and um, porn and this industry besides just intercourse. So there's a lot of things that I am wanting to work on and experience and try and do and have my fans along the way so it's a it's a lifetime career for me and it is there's a lot more coming (laughs) i was gonna say i always like to take a look at uh from where you began to where you're at now uh is there one thing that you wish you would have probably done differently at the start of your career or do you feel that you learned over time and that there's nothing that you can really change and that you're thankful for uh, everything that's happened from then to now? I'm, I'm thankful for everything. It's it's built me. It's made me stronger. I've learned. I've gained knowledge and wisdom from it. So, you know, it's preparing me for the future and for me to continue. Uh, in the right way, so <laughs> I'm excited for it. Now, back in 2014, now I went back and mm-hmm. I listened to the show, and we actually had posted the link today for everyone to listen to. Uh, 
I gave you the chance, uh, and I said that if there were three people, if they came to you tomorrow and said you could do a, you know, a film, pick your three co-stars. And at that time, and I'll give you the answer here, you picked Johnny Depp, uh, President Barack Obama, and Denzel Washington. So mm-hmm. that was back in 2014. Now here we are, 2020 on the cusp of 2021. I will ask that question again tonight. And I guess I will start first by asking, has the list changed, or who would it be now? Um, still Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp will always be on my list um, and always number one. <laughs> um, I don't know, Polly Shore. I'm getting back into Polly Shore. Really? Um, yes. I just love his goofy ass. He's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, maybe Jason Momoa. <laughs> Everyone loves Jason Momoa. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is like one of these things, not like the other. And I'm, I'm shocked that Polly Shore made his way into this yes! list. Polly Shore for sure. <laughs> Really? <laughs> yes. Is it like the Love fact Polly. that? Is it the fact that he's like funny, or I mean, what is it about Polly Shore? I'm, I'm curious. Yes, he's totally. You know what? Being funny can get you long ways in life. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to be like a certain kind of funny. You can't be like a like a creepy funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna say there's different. You have to be so. anyone. You gotta be like, this is just who I am. Like, take it or leave it. And also, like, he has an open mind. He has more knowledge. And yeah, his whole sense and his kind of vibe is just like me. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. I, I, I don't. I've never would have guessed the Pauly Shore. Yeah, Jason Momoa. I could see yes, that. I, I love Johnny how was... he doesn't care what he wears. Like. I give, don't give me a man in all Gucci or this and Fendi that. No, give me a guy in tie-dyed clothes and board shorts <laughs> with <laughs> socks and sandals, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so the beach bum look, you know, yeah. Yes. For the, uh, you know, I think now that seems to be the, that seems to be the style that's kind of coming back. I mean, Judging by some of these uh, the athletes that I see out here, that seems to be the style that's coming back. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I said, wow, yeah, I just like the down to earth. Like, there's so much more to life than what you're wearing. Like, go out and enjoy it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, it is fill in the blank time here. I have a couple of questions for you. You're going to fill in the blank. And the first mm-hmm. one 2020 for you was what? Eye-opening. <laughs> <laughs> She's not going to expound on that one, but I think I got <laughs> I think I got the answer. I think it was for a lot of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's something that a pandemic it, it, and uh, all the other things that have occurred this year, it, it's eye-opening in regards to friends, family, and people generally, I think. Yeah, very much so. Oh, yeah. 
So, and I was going to say, you know, you're in the uh, DMV area, so I'm pretty sure that you have seen quite a bit there this year, haven't you? Oh, yeah, there's been a lot of protests. There have been, um, you know, it ha- D.C. has a different feel to, you know, it's kind of going back to its roots, as if you want to call it. You know, there's more homelessness out here um, present because, you know, people ha- can't go into shelters like they used to. And there's just, it's, it's a different D.C. than it used to be for the last few years. But, wow. yeah. And then uh, the other question here, in 2021, hopefully. Mm. Hopefully, uh, sanity. <laughs> I don't know. Like, just be, like, myself. Be back to myself. Well, we yeah. hope that true for everyone and uh definitely we uh wish the best now i'm if i'm not mistaken you've got a birthday coming up soon right or did it yes and uh about a week <laughs> <laughs> a very early happy birthday to you thank you <laughs> yeah know, january well i was gonna say now this is a little different because now this time last year you were able to kind of probably go out and celebrate but this year uh, is there, and I'm pretty sure it's going to be a little bit different, but right now, do you have anything planned, at least kind of at home? No, I've, I never have anything planned for my birthday. I never do anything for my birthday, so it's just another year. Really? Why not? You just don't like celebrating? or? No, it's just because it's always right after the holidays. Uh, so I just never do anything. Hmm. <laughs> I well, I can relate because mine's is a couple of days away from Valentine's Day, and generally that weekend is very hard <laughs> to go out because everybody's out for Valentine's Day. So oh yeah, it's a little hard to do. So I I understand, but hopefully this year at least do something instead of you baking, have somebody bake something for you, <laughs> or you can do your. <laughs> I probably bath. will end up baking my own cake. <laughs> If I have a cake. No, I'll probably do, like, I don't know. I'm doing snickerdoodle cookies right now. Now They're edibles, so, ah. you know, infused with weed, <laughs> THC. <laughs> so. I'm pretty sure uh, in a few minutes after the show ends, <laughs> it will be snickerdoodle time. <laughs> and it will be oh, yes. And bubble bath time. <laughs> hmm Got my snickerdoodles, my blunt, and my bubble bath. <laughs> there you go. Perfect way to wrap up the holiday weekend and wrap up the year. <laughs> exactly. But before I let you go tonight, I do want the people to know where we can find you. On Twitter, it, at, it is at X. On Instagram, <laughs> Mozzie Adventure. On the web, MaseratiMonica.com. And I know that you can also find all of the links, to for her just for fans and for everywhere else where she is at. Uh, you know, like I said earlier, I can't believe it's been six years. I promise you, <laughs> and I hope that it is not another six. I'm hoping that you're back here sooner than that. Now that I'm back, I know there was a brief time we were gone. We weren't really doing uh, a podcast, but I'm back now. So I'm hoping that Yay. you are back 
sooner. <laughs> and please, oh, please keep us posted on everything that's going on. We definitely enjoy having you here. and Can't wait to have you back here for visit number three. Awesome. Can't wait. Thank you. Uh, thank you and enjoy that. And, of course, for everyone listening tonight, please go and go and support Mozzie and go on her Twitter page. There you'll find all the links to everything. And, of course, also tonight this show uh, will be available on Blog Talk Radio. Maserati Monica, thank you so much. So glad to have you back here. And I can't think of a better way to uh, end 2020 and at least having a familiar voice on here. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you again. And now wrap it up for all of us here on the 411 Lounge. I am LeVar Evans. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Have a happy new year, and we'll see you again soon. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the 411 Lounge. You can get all the latest show news on Twitter at News Comment BTR. And you can add us as a podcast on Apple. <laughs>